When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Michelle. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. So if you listened to last Friday's episode, you'll know that for the month of January, I'm talking about planning for the remainder of the year ahead of time, and then also talking about how we should all be more um, in touch with the analytics as they relate to our business. So if you haven't started yet, then you may not have analytics to look at. But if you already have products listed or you're already selling, you can go back and look to see, you know, how many people are coming to your shop or how many people are buying your products. If you're on Etsy, how many people are favoriting your shop or favoriting your items, And you can kind of use that as a gauge to decide whether or not you want to sell more of those types of products or if you want to kind of change direction a little bit. So we're going to start first with people who already have a business set up and you already have products listed. So even though this is, I guess, targeted mainly toward people who are selling on the Etsy platform, I think what I'm about to say will apply, you know, even if you have a Shopify uh, store or if you're selling print on demand on other platforms like Redbubble and Spreadshirt. Some of what I'm going to say will apply to that as well. So if you already have products listed and you're trying to decide whether or not you should keep selling the same products or what new products you should add, one thing you want to look at, of course, is your analytics. Now, and hopefully you've done this before, but if you haven't, you know, going forward, you know, you want to keep an eye on these stats. So are you not getting any traffic at all? Because if that's the case, you may want to work on your SEO or your search engine optimization. You want to make sure that you're using the right keywords that will attract people to your particular product. Um, I can talk further about uh, SEO on Etsy and keyword research in a future episode, but I have talked about how to improve your SEO in previous episodes. So If that's something that you're interested in, um, you know, go back to past episodes and listen to some of those where I talk more about um, Etsy SEO. Now, it could be your images, your thumbnails. Maybe that's why people are not actually, you know, clicking to come into your shop. Or it could be the fact that your product may not be in demand, right? Because let's be honest, a lot of us are selling products that we 
we want to make, right? We may enjoy, you know, drawing, may enjoy creating other pieces of art, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that product is is in demand on that particular platform. So you want to make sure that what you're selling is something that people are actually looking for. Now, if you're getting traffic and you're not getting any sales, then it could also be the thumbnail so that people click, you know, wanting to get more information. And then when they get to your shop, there's just no information there. Um, people sometimes want to click to see more pictures. So you may have a really nice thumbnail to get them to your shop, but then once they get there, there's nothing else to look at. It could be your product demand. I mean, I'm sorry, your product description. So maybe they click on that thumbnail, hoping to get more information about your product. And the description is just not, it's not drawing them in. It's not giving them the information that they need. Um, because even though a lot of people I know do not read the description, there are a lot of people who do. And they'll click on your listing just to see if they can you know, get more information. You know, do you allow refunds? Um, you know, how long will shipping take? And just want to kind of just, you know, browse through a description to see what's, what sticks out. So you want to make sure that you have something in a description. And think of it as a way to, you know, sell a potential customer on your product. How can they use the product? How can that product help them? Would it be a good gift for someone else? You know, how could it benefit them? Use that as a way to further sell your product. It could be the price. Maybe the price is too high. Or maybe the price is too low and people assume the quality is not really there. Um, so, you know, look at other items that are similar to the ones you're selling just to get an idea of what other people are, um, what other people are, how other people are pricing their products as well. It could be the shipping time. Are you selling a physical product that will take two weeks, three weeks to arrive? Um, that could cause someone to click away and go to another shop where they can either get free shipping or faster shipping. Now, if you are making consistent sales and you are getting, you know, there's a high percentage of a uh, high conversion rate where a high percentage of the people that are coming to your shop are actually making a purchase, that's great because then you may want to just make more products that are similar to that. Um, or you may want to try running an ad on that product because you don't want to run an ad if you're not already getting free traffic to your site. So, you know, once you know that your SEO is on point, you've got attractive images there, you're relatively um, certain that the price and shipping are, you know, in line with that particular industry or that particular product type, then I would try running, running an ad. And you can maybe try a dollar a day at first to see what happens, but, if you know your product is selling already without an ad, then that's when I would consider running an ad on that. Now, if you want to add a new product, or let's say you're just starting out with Etsy, you don't have a shop yet, you want to check existing products to make sure there's a demand. So what I mean by that is, you know, just type in, you know, whatever type of product you're considering selling and just find out, see whether or not there's a demand for it. Are other people selling it? Are they making sales with it? Can you look at someone else's shop and see, okay, they've got a similar item and I can tell that there are like 20 items, 20 of these items in people's carts. That That's a good sign that whatever it is you're looking at is in demand. 
So you don't want to copy someone else's product, but if it's a similar product type and you see other people are doing well with it, then that may be a sign that it's a good thing for you to try to sell as well. Maybe. Um, and I say maybe because if you are selling something where there's a really, really high level of competition, um, you can still sell it, but you'll want to put your own twist on it and either niche down even more or try to add across niche. And what I mean by that is let's say um, I decide, you know, I want to sell uh, coffee mugs to teachers. There's a lot of competition for that. If I put in teachers, coffee mugs, I, I will get tens of thousands of results probably. But if I say, okay, I want to sell um, teachers mugs, but I want to focus on teachers who are also celebrating St. Patty's Day, and I've got a teacher's mug that's got, you know, shamrocks on it, or it says happy, you know, St. Patty's Day to my favorite teacher. Now I've not only niched down, but I've added a cross niche because it's people who are looking for St. Patty's Day mugs and also people looking for teacher's mugs. So that's the way to, you know, narrow down those tens of thousands to hopefully somewhere in the hundreds, right? That's just an example of how you could see something that you may want to sell yourself, but rather than, you know, copying that product, you just think of a way to cross niche. So then I would go into the Etsy search, put in St. Patty's Day teacher's mug to find out whether or not there are other people who are actually searching for that to see how many listings there are out there. And then even further going into people's listings to see, you know, how many people have this in their carts, like how many people are leaving positive reviews saying this was perfect. This was a great gift for my, you know, my son's second grade teacher. I could also go on Google Trends to see whether or not um, St. Patty's Day mugs are trending. Is anyone searching Google for that? I can go on Amazon and do a similar search. Is anyone searching on Amazon for that? And if there are people searching for St. Patty's Day mugs, especially for teachers on those other sites, then I feel relatively comfortable that, okay, there are people out there looking for this particular item, not just on Etsy, but in general, it's something that people are looking for. So between those three, Google Trends, you know, Amazon, um, you can look on Etsy, just to get a general idea. If there's demand on all three on all three platforms and there's not too much competition, it may be something you may, may want to try out. And then just try different versions of it. So you can have a teacher's mug for St. Patty's Day. You can have another one that's even uh, niched down further than that. Kindergarten teacher, St. Patty's Day. Okay, so you get the picture. So these are just some things that you may want to look at before you decide whether you want to add certain new products for 2023 or if you want to go back to your analytics from last year to just kind of see, okay, what sold, what didn't sell. Do I want to add more? If so, how am I going to go about doing it? And of course, if you already have a lot of listings, focus on the ones you have already. And, you know, look at your SEO. If you're not getting enough traffic, is there a way that you can, um, you know, kind of use different keywords maybe to attract more people? Because once you put a listing up on Etsy, that's not necessarily the end all and be all. If you put it up there and you're not making sales, then go back to the drawing board 
and look at your images. Can you add more? Can you uh, improve the quality? Can you change the tags? Can you change the keyword, add more in the description? You know, look at the price. You know, there are a lot of things that you can look at to improve your sales. And you may or may not want to change them all at one time because then you don't know which thing was was broken. So you may want to just try one at a time. Change your title and tags first and then wait and see how that does. If that doesn't do it, then try something else. You know, but you always want to make sure that your listing is complete. Even the attributes where it's asking, you know, if you're selling t-shirts and it asks what, you know, what type of sleeve, what type of collar or neckline, fill all that in because all of that goes into the algorithm when people are doing a search. So that when you're putting your keywords in the listing, you don't have to say a V-neck t-shirt if you've already said in your um, attributes that the shirt is V-neck. All right. So that all goes into the algorithm. And if you don't sell on Etsy, you may not know what I'm talking about right now, but if you're selling on some other platform, it's the same. You want to make sure that your keywords are, you know, not kind of abstract, you know, kind of out there keywords. Use actual keywords that people are putting into the search on whatever platform you're using, because that's how you're going to get the right customers, right? So with the same example, with the St. Patty's Day teacher's mug, I can use that as a keyword as long as people are searching for it. But if I say something like, um, you know, uh, luck of the Irish, uh, luck of the Irish um, cups, right? Who's searching for that, right? No one is putting that in the search. So I seriously doubt I would really get anyone coming to my listing. You want to use actual phrases that people are putting in search. That is, that's huge. That's huge. And then you want to use similar words as your tags. Okay. So as usual, if you have questions or there's something that you want me to cover more specifically or more in depth, just let me know. Just go to the website. There's a page just for this podcast, passiveincomegroup360.com forward slash podcast and fill out the contact form and let me know, hey, can you talk more about XYZ because I really need a little bit more guidance on that. Let me know and I'll cover it. And if you are just starting out and you think you want to start an Etsy shop, specifically a printable shop on that same um, website, on the same page I just gave you, there is a, um, an Etsy challenge that you can join. It's three days. Over the course of three days, you'll get sent directly to your inbox steps on how you can start and launch a brand new Etsy printable shop over the course of a weekend. So if that's something that you're interested in, just go ahead to the website and I'll probably put a link in the show notes. So if you haven't been to that page yet, it has everything that I talk about in the podcast on that um, Passive Income Group 360.com forward slash podcast page. All right. So I hope this was helpful. Um, and, you know, the next episode, I'll talk more about, you know, how we can plan for the rest of the year. But yeah, guys, uh, let's get ourselves organized so we can look back at this year in December and know exactly what worked, exactly what didn't work. And it'll put us in even a better position for next year. All right. So that's going to do it for me. I hope you're all doing well. And until next time, peace. 
I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.